Today's Braze Bits is brought to you by Bo Burnham's Burnt Ends. Did you love Bo Burnham's new Netflix special, Inside? Well, you're going to love the inside of Bo Burnham's Burnt Ends. Everyone's tried Bo's Burnt Hams, but have you had Bo Burnham's Burnt Ends? <laughs> I sure haven't. Use discount code BRAZEBITS to pay full price. We got some Braze Bits. We got some We got some braze bits. That's they already did that. You missed that part. Everyone else heard the song. And now I, I include my little song piece. Welcome to Braze Bits. Lancey. <laughs> Lancey baby. You look like you're emotional to start with the pod. You miss me that I, much? I missed you so much. I'm uh tears are pouring down my face. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you'll be able to see. I just put in my contacts. And I don't, hygienically, I could be better. I don't usually wash my hands before putting in my contacts. And I made pasta and I used a hot sauce that you could actually buy in the Big Apple Box hot sauce box. Double plug. Malaysian hot sauce, which is delicious. It's pretty spicy. And I clearly had some on my hand and I put my contacts in and my eyes. You are, this is like hot ones. Don't touch your eyes and you touch your eyes. This is well worth it. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon just for one month, just to see the visuals, it is well worth it for this visual. Lance's eyes are puffy. He's got tears coming down his face. It's like this is an episode of Hot Ones. It's unbelievable. Are I they, feel great, are, though. You feel like you're, look like you're refreshed. I do. I love the spice. I like eating hot foods because it cleans out your sinus, sinus and Lucy. It Lucy's up your sinuses. I love Lucy, and I'm I'm jacked up. This is you, you. You look emotional. You look fresh. We're both wearing just our chef's hats. We're on the same wavelength. It's great yeah, it's the, it's the summer. Summer kitchen. We can't really wear our full chef's cloaks. It's a little hot. And also, I'm sure you have the same situation. I have an indo uh, window, indo window, Indochino window air conditioner. Which is great, but if I put it on during the pod, it's going to make a lot of noise. Super loud. I'm in the same boat. I only have one air conditioner in my bedroom. I'm in the living room, and I got a fan, that fan. But even the fan will be too too loud, rolling loud. But it's great to be here. We're actually we're in the, the heat of the, the pod kitchen. It's hot in here. It's getting hot it, in here, Nelly. It, it's hot in here. It's good to be back. We apologize, Brazerbacks, that we had to take a week off. We had planned to record an episode. Jesse was out of town on the West Coast. He moved away to the West Coast. And you had a problem with your internet in Yahoo? Bad Wi-Fi. One of the worst Wi-Fi's I've ever had at the hotel, Yotel I was staying at. It was one of those, even before, when I wasn't like Zooming, I didn't do any Zooming. Even when I was just searching the web, it would log me off after five minutes. Then I got to like put in my room number. It was terrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Didn't want to put the Razorbacks through any of that. So we took the week off. Hey, we had a bye week. Yeah. But now, now we're back. back. Now we're back. People are craving us. People are craving the Braze bits. KFC Crave Bucket, but for a podcast. Exactly. We're loading up on the biscuits, Lance. Your eyes seem to be getting slowly better. I kind of wish they were getting worse. You want to get one more dip of hot sauce in there before we keep going? Uh, no, I definitely do not. And I'm not going to just do that for you just to generate obnoxious content for the pod. We're not one of these pods 
you want to kind of just coast on extremism. Would be a great clip. We're not going to do that. Would be a fantastic clip of you just crying and we just kind of pushing forward. But it's fine. You don't want to do it. Uh, you, you want it to be organic. I'm going to have to get a like a napkin because now nope. Nope. We're, already, some snot. we're already in it. We can't. Ready or, ready or snot, brace wits. <laughs> Slip snot. I'm, I'm jamming to this. This is some hardcore metal right here. This is some hardcore metal. Uh, Lance is bringing the pot kitchen with him. He's got to get. He's got to get a wipe. He's got to yeah, wipe his yeah. brow. I don't even know where my paper towels are. This is a mess. Oh. Just, just a mess. So Jesse, how are you? You got any meal prep? I am good. I guess the meal prep would be my suit situation. If you didn't subscribe to the Patreon, I gave the update on my my suit. If you're a regular Brazerback don't pay for the exclusive content i updated everyone on my suit that i was gonna i got a new suit coming to the that i was gonna use to go into the west coast for a wedding the the suit never came in uh i, I blew a gasket and i i got a full refund from the suit. oh that's great full refund i had to go home to nueva Jersey to my humble abode where my parents live and i had i got a suit that i got like five years ago it barely fit but i was able to get that able to get that to work the suit came in the day i flew out apparently and it's, it's did they tell you that or did they tell you that or they did they called me the morning of as like, i'm getting ready to go to the airport They're like your suit's here why don't you come in and get it i'm like no chance no way jose i don't i don't trust them do not recommend enzo suits recommend enzo and arthur ave but not enzo suits never going to them ever again now they have my garments they're gonna have to repurpose my garments for another fat chew but i'm not i'm not using those garments do you think they'll have to repurpose it for uh what's that guy the josh whatever the fat chew is that his name josh yeah josh something i like to think i'm not as fat as that fat chew but he's 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 more successful he's kind of a hack i did though i brought in my uh suit to Enzo because I wanted them to pack it into a garment bag professionally. Oh yeah, you gotta like that. I was very worried about the whole garment bag situation, and I don't know how you think you're gonna feel about this maneuver, Lance. But I already don't feel good about it based on your preface. I I, I didn't think you would. I got it in the garment bag. They said, "Do you want me to to fold the garment bag?" I said, "Don't fold it," because I, I know once you start folding it, creases it's gonna start getting wrinkly. Don wrinkles. Didn't want that. Didn't want to show up to LA with a wrinkled suit and have to be worrying about like I gotta go get it pressed. I wanted to show up and like be be there. Didn't have to worry about my suit. So I got to the airport and I I thought of this plan as I got to the the gate, Antonio Gates. I showed I went to the the, the Delta desk and I said, "It's my uh, I'm flying out to my wedding. I'm the groom. Is there any way that I could hang up my guard my suit my wedding suit?" In the first class closet and the guy said you're getting married congratulations and i was like i know i'm very nervous i don't want to show up with a wrinkled suit don wrinkles he's like is that a braze bits reference subscribe to the patreon and i ended up being able to, to hang up my suit in the first class closet i got a bunch of congratulations got a you know mazel tovs it was fantastic hey, I, yeah, I, hate that. I got a free bag at cvs the karma the karma Lounge. The Carmel Lounge is going to come back at you with some hookah or something. 
I got not going to be good. That, that, that's it's fine. It's it's there's kind of like a a roving morality hit that's out for you, and it's gonna it's gonna come back at you. That's fine. I just I mean I get you want to be first class Brad Pitt. You don't want to be character actor Henry Wrinkler with your wrinkled suit. <laughs> I'm fine with Henry Wrinkler. I just you're clearly not. I also think if I didn't even make up that that white lie, that little it didn't hurt anybody. It was, you mean you mean just a, a lie? I, that, it was a it was a white lie. It was a White House lie. It was it was something Donald Trump would say. It was yeah. It was the uh, capital. It was a capital riot. I, it it was. I invaded the first class closet, and there was nothing. There's nothing in the closet. I'm pretty sure if I walked onto the flight without making up that lie, and I asked, "Can I hang this up?" They would have said yes anyway. But I just I was I wanted to make sure it got on there because that closet's for like winter jackets, and they hang up like rich guys like probably throw in their like. Uh, their assistants in the closet. There was nobody there. And I showed up with a beautiful suit. My uncle, uh, who he did not hang up a suit. He folded it. He had to get his pressed when he showed up to LA. And not for nothing, it was still wrinkly for the wedding. All right. Strong move. You had any meal prep? Yeah, I got some minor meal prep. One thing is, I don't, I think it was last episode. We Did we do overrated foods last episode or two episodes ago? I had sun-dried tomatoes in my overrated foods. I was in Trader Joe's the other day and I saw just this like jar of sun-dried tomatoes. And I said, you know what? I called you out. Let me try to make peace. I'm going to give you a chance. And I bought this jar of sun-dried tomatoes. And last night I was cooking soul from my heart. Soul cycle. Yeah. And usually this preparation I like to do just like garlic, olive oil, a bunch of different spices and lemon Limon. for the acid. We didn't have any lemon. So I said, oh, we got to have some sort of a- acid element. And I said, you know what I think will work? This sun-dried tomato. So I put sun-dried tomatoes on and it was outstanding. So good that today I made pasta for lunch and I decided to put some sun-dried tomatoes in the pasta. So do I think sun-dried tomatoes are overrated? I think so still, but I just also am now appreciating sun-dried tomatoes more than I had been. That's big of you. That's big of you to come full circle. And they, cause they, they really change a dish. I feel like without the, the sun-dried for the soul, cause lemon is for me, if I'm having soul and I don't have lemon, I don't have a heart. I don't have anything in my, in my body. I gotta have something. Well, now you got sun-dried tomatoes. You would have liked it. Kate approved. Kate said it was very good. That's great. And Kate is a pretty big hater on sun-dried tomatoes overall. She was, right? she was a hater. Bill, Bill hater. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Speaking of uh, Bill hater, I got some good feedback about the pot. I went to a wedding this past weekend, and two braised bit stalwarts were, were there. Stalwarts? Aren't they stalworth? Yes. We had the pod nemesis Seidel, who I'll, who I'll get to later, and Zachary Snackery. Zachary Snackery hey. was very complimentary about the pod. He like was like, "It's great. It's one of the best things that for during quarantine." He's like, "I'm recommending it to everyone. You guys got sodium chloride, good chemistry. <laughs> sodium chloride, good. It's salt. Oh yeah, we're we're salty. We're salty." He didn't say that. I, I added the sodium chloride. He did ask how many of our references are like in the pocket and how many are, are natural. And I mean, almost all mine are organic. 
What is you mean like the pre-written? Like if we have, I, I mean, obviously the ads. Ads which, are pre-written. Snackery is a big fan, but you know, just kind of our Antonio Gates, internet and Yahoo. Everything else is off the carrot top. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, people are impressed by. Last thing is that Brainiac 2KO, another emerging Brazerback, you might say. He says you have a great podcast voice and it's better than mine. Oh, that's, that means a lot. I, probably because I have a microphone and you don't. I, I think so. And, <laughs> but I also think I have a great voice. And then he sighed. He, he, yes, it, yeah, thank, do that thank, voice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that wasn't as good as your voice before. All right. And that you... He sides with you with mashed potatoes, which what, what you think the mashed potatoes are bad, which it's is a little, food. it's a little crackpot. It's, it's, it's slop. It's baby food. It's Eric Seidel's favorite food, which means it's, it's, it's whack. Goldberg. I'm going to slop you in the face. <laughs> I'm going to serve up. Like uh, Macron. Macron got slopped in the face today. I saw that. Yeah. Mark, Mark Macron. He got bitch slapped right in the face. Surprised that doesn't happen more often. You go and shake hands on the line. What a move! That was probably preemptive. That was probably premeditated. That's I like, think that was that was planned. I'm going to see Macron get a macaroon and slap in the mouth. Good for him. I don't really, I don't really know. But Macron's his Mac- his macaronis really you know, jumped on him. They, yeah, yeah. Wow, you would have, we have both had some wedding weekends, and you had a bunch of Razorbacks. Brainiac was also at the wedding. Brainiac was not. Okay. Did you get your dance on? We'll we'll get to it later. All right. Should we dive into the highlights? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Let's get into some highlights. Let's get into some highlights. My highlight is I have to find it. But my highlight is that it was my birthday within the time oh, of the past. No. Jesse forgot. Classic. Oh my goodness. Cause you don't have it on Facebook. Yeah, why would I do that? Happy birthday. I'm not, I'm not telling I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want that from you. I'm just. I had it on my calendar, I, but I was on the West Coast. I wasn't checking my calendar. That is, that's on me. Hands up. On me. Well, in the West Coast, it is like different times. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Your birthday didn't but, happen yet to me. Yeah. But Kate, number one, she made a great birthday dinner. She made wontons, vegetable wontons. Beautiful. And this like meatball and rice thing, which was incredible. Then she took me out with the money that we share together that she, she took, makes she more took of. You out. She knocked me. you out? Yeah. And we went to this excellent restaurant called Lavara in Cobble Hill, not kind of the neighborhood adjacent from us. And it was a terrific, tremendous meal. I would highly rec- recommend this restaurant to anyone. You would love it. It is uh, Spanish with like uh sephardic jewish influences interesting how does that work well how it works is they have dishes what'd you have and then and then there are other dishes that complain more (laughs) but i want to use that yeah good that's pretty good but no it, it was delicious and it was like tapas kind of but like it was small plates but the small plates weren't as small as you might think from like an expensive Expensive-ish. It wasn't like super expensive, but it, it, pricey. And the, and the, and the price here, sure. three stars, three stars on, on Yelp situation. And we got this like um, grains and beets thing, which was delicious with labna. You know that? I know labna. You know, not labna. 
we got bacala, salted cod. Ooh. Bobby bacala. Very nice. And the the kind of main main thing, which is certainly not Jewish influence, we had a suckling pig. No way. It was outstanding. I don't think I've ever had one. I mean, it wasn't a full suckling pig. It was like, you know, I think a full suckling pig is hundreds of dollars, but it was a sizable amount with just this like crispy skin and this like chimichurri sauce. And just the combination of the crackling skin, the tender meat and this sauce was like, whoo. That sounds phenomenal. It was. It's it's an interesting combination of, of cultures and suckling pig with Sephardic Jewish element. That sounds very interesting. I mean, I don't think the pig had any Jewish element, uh, but the rest of the dishes. It sounds like a kosher pig to me. How did, did Kate pick this place? Yeah. How'd she find it? Just looking online, do some research? I think she did some research. Or she might have, she, I think she knew about it already. It's like, I never, I had never heard of it actually, but it's, you know, if you look at like restaurants in Brooklyn, it comes up as a restaurant. Good to know. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. I apologize for not wishing you a B-Day. That's you okay. Put, you can put it on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You're 31 now, right? 34. Yeah, I was a, four years older than me. Yeah. Solid B-Day. I just turned 38, actually. Makes sense. In the past four minutes. Four minutes and four years. Yeah. Gone, gone in 60 seconds. What do you got? I got just more from my past weekend on the wrong coast. Just overall, it was, it was a nice, uh, nice time. I was, I was dreading it, to be honest. I think I talked about it last week. I was, I was Heath Dreadler, dreading it. Dreadlocks. Was not looking forward to it. Uh, it, was a, it was a micro wedding. It was a microwave. There was only 15 people there. But it ended up being very nice. It was in the backyard of uh, the, the bride. In the, in the bride's the family's backyard in Manhattan Beach, California. Manhattan Beach is nice. It was nice. It was perfect temperature, much nicer than it is here. They call it June gloom in uh, California right now, where like it's overcast during the day and it's like in the low 60s. And then like it, it like, would open up at, like three o'clock and become like beautiful out. But the hottest it would get was like 70 degrees, which was it was beautiful. Um, it's, I talked about the flight. I I gave a uh, an impromptu speech. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to give a, a, a speech, but at, there was like a long dinner table after the reception. And um, I, I had like met a couple of, of their friends and I told a couple of them that I was a stand-up comedian. And my, my cousin was sitting next to me and she was, she was giving a speech and she was like, you're going to say something, right? And I was like, I didn't know we were doing speeches. I wasn't prepared. And then my cousin, the groom, like jokingly said, all right, Jesse, you go. And I just stood up and just kind of riffed a speech like two minutes thought, thought it was pretty good i sit down and then one of uh the parents friends goes what no jokes <laughs> which is <laughs> classic slam classic roast uh, the highlight for me was the wife's uncle this guy uncle ken call him ken bone ken bones at the wedding he's in his late 70s the second he heard i was a comedian goes don't use any of my jokes. Don't, don't, don't you don't like, you like tell a story and then, and be like, don't, don't use that in your act. And like the funniest part, he didn't have any funny stories or jokes. The funniest part was him saying like, don't use that. And the last night that I was with him, we went, we were at a bar. He printed out, he typed up a contract that he made me sign saying that if I ever use any of his material and make money off of it, 
I have to allocate 50% of him to him or else I'm uh, vulnerable to lawsuit. So it was kind of funny. He made me sign a contract. Um, I went to the comedy store my last night there. I saw Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian, wow. it was amazing. Wow. He, um, what was he, he doing? He had a bit. I don't want to, I'm sure he's going on tour, but he, uh, one bit, the premise of it was that at all these restaurants, people are, the waiters are staying home because they're making more money at home. And the waiters now are scabs. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I guess he's, he's been watching a lot of right wing television like I have. He was amazing. It was amazing to see him like work through stuff, but also like his confidence. He still has the confidence and stage presence. He, they introduced him just as Sebastian, which I, I never, I didn't know he just went by as Sebastian. Well, I, I don't know if there's any other Sebastians. The guy from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski doesn't really do stand up. Brainiac 2KO's roommate was named Sebastian. It's a good name. Bashed. They call them sea bass, which I don't like. Like, imagine being called sea bass. No, I don't like that. That's what they call Janikowski, too. Sebastian. And then, fine, I, I had it in and out again, and it's just so overrated. Just like, I, it, it, somehow it makes you, it ropes you in, seeing the in and out signs. Like, all right, I, I got to get it. And it's the second you eat it, it's like, this stinks. The fries are bland. The burger's all bun. It's, it's not even close to Shake Shack. Yeah, because it's on the West Coast. It's very far away. It's not. It's literally not even close. But it's it was in and out stinks. But I I had, I had a nice time overall. I'm glad I went. There was some family drama that I'm not going to get into. But there was no no fisticuffs. No, no drama happened. Johnny drama from Entourage. I can't trust your objectivity with your very un unobjective analysis that in and out stinks. <laughs> stinks. Stinks out loud. Though at the wedding, we, it was in their backyard. They had Filipino food. It was very, it was very, Yummy. it was really nice. Really good ribs. They apparently their my cousin and his wife favorite restaurant from New York is uh, Pig and Cow. So they had a show. Oh yeah, I've actually never been there, but it was by my old apartment. We always, I think one of the reasons we didn't go. I think it's shellfish heavy. Really? Maybe I don't know. Maybe okay. I just made that up. But I, I feel like we were going to go there and then. It's like Filipino Thai fusion, yeah. and either the, the chef that they hired used to work there or reinvented the menu. But it was it was very interesting. It was, it was the food was delicious. You're delicious. I'm scrumptious, and they Not also as delicious is In and Out though. No, In and Out stinks. They also because it was in their in their backyard, uh, and they didn't want to like disturb the neighbors. At a certain point, we did a, a silent disco, which was pretty awkward. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it was. Weird. That sounds nice for them. I don't want to ruin their moment, but. I think, they, I think they agreed. It was better in theory than it was in Orange Theory. It's it's thunder and lightning here in New York now. Oklahoma City. It was really bad by me. Maybe you're getting it now. It's super, it head super, north. It's super bad now. Yeah. I One time I was on the subway and a bunch of people came on with like a silent disco and I just felt sad. Oh, that's terrible. I just felt really sad for everybody that this is what humans have created as an idea of fun that everyone else has to witness it, that people have to go home. And that doesn't make any sense. Like on a subway, you're just doing to have like attention. At the wedding, it was like, we're all going to wear the headphones. It was like an organized group. I couldn't tell if they were like going somewhere as a unit or the subway was the main event. It was just, it was just very depressing. Sounds like 
Randy Johnson, the unit, the big unit. Yeah. And I think it would have been better if they were going to an Italian restaurant, but I don't think they were. It would have been nice. I feel like if, if they were going to an Italian restaurant, you would know that they were getting amped or something. They're about to celebrate a nice meal. Yeah, and they'd probably have dishes at an Italian restaurant, obviously, are almost universally great, Universal Studios. Orlando, Florida. I feel like when you're going out for Italian, you always have a couple of your favorite dishes in mind that you want to order. Yeah, I mean, I usually want to order like 50 of them, but usually I have to limit myself to nine. You order nine dishes when you go out for Italian? For hypothetical sake, yes. Hype, Hype Jones. I'm interested to hear. Your, what, what is your top nine Italian dishes? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jesse, because this week we're doing... Our top nine Italian dishes. What a transition. We really didn't skip a beat. We should skip a week every time. We, I feel we come back, we're, we're firing all cylinders, Lance. Top nine Italian dishes. We're switching That's why in, in the workforce, sometimes if you take a sabbatical, you come back refreshed. But the workforce is as such is that you have to just constantly produce until you get burnt out, hate yourself, and are a husk. Bo burnt in, CC sabbatical. CC sabbatical, is, it's slim now. Have you seen him? No, but I did watch like half of Bo Burnt End's uh, special. I want to watch it. I watched like half of it. It was very creative, but I kept watching it. And it was, I don't know. Will I continue? Then I started watching Kate watched Mayor of Easttown. And that. Why have I heard of that? I would recommend that. What is that on? It's like a, it's on HBO. I started watching Hacks on HBO Max. I think you would like that. I feel like it kind of sums up your comedy. Oh, man. Now I'm getting roasted. Roasted over an Italian dish. Baked potatoes. That's not an Italian Irish. dish. Italian roasted potatoes. We're doing our top nine Italian dishes, Lance. You want to lead off? You seem like you want me to lead off. I'll lead off. Get on base. My number nine is none other than focaccia bread. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, I was thinking about focaccia bread. I still consider Just kidding, focaccia. Thank goodness. You got Not me. kidding. Focaccia bread. It's it. <laughs> it is it? <laughs> focaccia again. You got... <laughs> I, I wanted a bread. I like, I like bread. Bread is great. It's just unique. It's very unique. Kate started making it during quarantine. It was delicious. Just like a fresh focaccia with like, I appreciate that you put herbs in it, that you can put sun-dried tomatoes actually in a focaccia. But I like... If like it's perfectly salted, maybe you put so you like rosemary, right? I guess you don't really you can put rosemary on focaccia. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it is just the perfect window to enter. If you're entering a door of Italian food or a window, enter through focaccia. Ex mayor, catch me if you can. Ed focaccia, ex mayor of New York, focaccia. I love focaccia bread. I just don't consider it a dish, but I, I, we're talking Italian. It can be put down. You can order focaccia for the table. Sometimes give you a basket of focaccia. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you if you can. Would you say that this selection is focaccia? <laughs> I would. I certainly would. The pot would is going to love that reference. I went to a event. I had a very busy when you were gone. I figured I could really let myself loose now that they yeah. were not ball, watching me. Ball and chain. But I went to one of Kate's aunts, got honored at an event. And at this event, they were, there were a lot of, I will say this. I'm sure. We kind of kept track in the count. That's amazing. 
during like speeches or just like talking yeah speeches yeah yeah and then the next day we had the wedding and there was way less because it was known on our table if anyone said listen or i will say this it was made fun of see that's i like that we're infiltrating the culture because then people start filtering themselves that's the way it should be it's not even they filter themselves they just make fun of it it's like it is ridiculous it absolutely is i'll say it say that i'll let you say that one thing it's bull. It's cutting through the bullshit meter. People are say that you're you're just wasting time. We're already listening to you. We already know you're gonna say one thing. Just just spit it out. My number eight <laughs> is cacao y pepe. Delicious. You. It, it's just very good, very savory. I think you might say is the uh, is the descriptor. Could be wrong there. I don't really know how words match up with food tastes. The only the only reason why it's number eight, I think, in terms of the structure and the taste and this it's like it's up there with it could be number one but it's very heavy it has a high propensity to like so our last night on our honeymoon we we flew out of rome so we were on the amalfi coast but we came back to rome and we spent our last night in rome and we went when in rome we felt like we should get cacciare pepe and we went to this restaurant. Actually, I did not order. We went to this restaurant and we walked there. It was pretty, a pretty, pretty far walk. And it was very nice. We walked across like the whole city to this restaurant across the, I forget what it's called in, in Italy, but it's like the other side of the bridge or in Rome, the other side of, you know, I guess it's less touristy or something. We went to this restaurant that actually my friend Bastian Schweinsteiger recommended. And it was delicious. Cacio e Pepe was like their thing. And that's the thing you get, you know, is a Roman dish. I realized we were walking back. I was like, my stomach is not going to be able to hand. I'm going to have to shit myself halfway back for the walk. So I feel like you've had a lot of these walk backs or walking to things where you realize you got to take a a poop. Well, no, this one, I was just afraid it was going to happen. If I had Uh, catch only Pepe. This is the umbrella on the beach. You're just worried about. I'm worried about it because I've experienced it too much times. I've been burned too much. Well burned. By my intestines. And so I said, could I have, they have like four things on the menu. And I was like, can I have this okay. one thing? It was like, a, it was like a, it was like olive oil or like pot based pasta. And then they just gave me cacio e pepe instead. <laughs> and it was delicious. It was amazing. You're but like, then we, we, we know you're worried about shit in your pants. <laughs> yeah. You're going to do it. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. And uh, we ended up taking a taxi home. Cause I was like, I, I, there's no chance I could, I'm not even risking it. In a foreign country? Can't one. Cacio le Pepe le Pew. I'll say this. I don't think I've ever had it. I've, I feel like I've learned about it through like watching people cook it online. And it looks I'll amazing. make it for you. I, would love I made that. it before. It looks fantastic. But you, as we've talked about, I'm not a big pasta guy. I've, just, I've, I've never had it. Yeah, what is that? I don't really understand that. It stinks. It's like some sort of mental, mental block you have. In and out and pasta, they <laughs> both stink. Mental. You love Italian food, but you don't like pasta. I don't. It just doesn't compute to me. It doesn't do it for me. My number eight, seven. My number seven is broccoli rob, particularly prepared with like garlic and olive oil and white wine. Oh, that's a good one. It's to me, it's the best. If you're at like a family style Italian restaurant and you order, you know, you order a, a fish, you order a chicken, maybe like a, a beef or a pork thing. And you get a vegetable, obviously. This is the vegetable to get. It is, I think, 
possibly the best vegetable preparation out there. It's consistent. It hits every single note of what you want. I personally make it that way whenever we have broccoli rob, which is not super often, but the farmer's market actually by us is now selling it. And it's just, it's so good that it's one of my top nine Italian dishes, in fact. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of broccoli Robert Redford. I think it's an all time. I would love to learn how to make it. I, whenever it's on a, an Italian menu, whenever it's on a, a menu that, that I can get takeout broccoli Rob, I always get after it. It's delicious. It's garlicky, oily. It's, it's scrumptious. I love it. It's delicious in itself, but it's also a great vessel for those ingredients. For gar- I mean, anything that like garlic is great for, you got to love. Need that. I wish I had that on my, on my top nine. I don't have it. I didn't think about it. It's a good one. What's on your top nine, Jesse? You want me to get into it? That was your number seven? Yes. Holy mackerel. My number nine is the only pasta slash penne that I have on my list. My number nine, it's baked ziti. I got baked ziti the first time in a long time on Sunday at a a family uh, fiesta, a big old dish of baked ziti. I think it's the best form of pasta because it's got slathered in cheese. You can take a bite of it and a bunch of pieces are stuck together. You got the sauce, you got the cheese combination, you got the noodles. It, it's not like, it's not, right, other pastas, it's like, oh, there's sauce on it. Am I going for the sauce? Am I, am I trying to sp- somehow spin it onto my fork so it doesn't fall off? How do I eat it? Do I use a spoon? Baked ziti, it's all clumped together. It's scrumptious. I make a big old casserole dish of it. The crispy cheese on top, the the hearty sauce in the middle. Regolta, forget about it. Baked ziti, number nine. By uh, the way, you really just leaned into that baked ziti. You're, I don't know. I feel Todd, like you're, Todd ziti. you're like a freak leak, ziti Pablo. <laughs> Didn't didn't know whoa that thunder's raining down on that one, but a bing bada boom. That one didn't know you were going with that one. That was huge, strong. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. It's good. It's not a top nine for me because if you have like a dry big ziti, it's terrible. True. A good big ziti is good, but there's too many bad big big bad big ziti's out there. But a great big ziti. which is not it's 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 interesting because it's not the fault of the dish and it's actually pretty. For me, it's pretty hypocritical, HIPAA, the health thing, because I have another dish on my top nine that also falls into this fallacy. But when I think big ZD, I you think that it, times. it can be good, but it can be bad. Catherine, big ZD Jones. I think it's, it's, it, 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 it is like a fine wine. Catherine. <laughs> 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 my number eight, Lance. You might be surprised it's this high up on the list. My number eight, it's baked clams. I love me a baked clam. I I don't know why it's it's my number eight. It should be a little. Looking at my rest of my list, it doesn't really compete with the rest of my list. Baked clams, it's phenomenal. We had probably the best baked clams I've ever had with you recently at on Arthur Avenue after the the braised open. Scrumptious, the best when it's light, when there's a good clam to stuffing ratio. Squeeze some lemon on top. Love a baked clam. Yeah, it's baked clams are good. I did not even actually, well, I, yeah, I didn't really think of them totally, but your, I think your placement is, is correct because they have to be, the baked clams we had were amazing and far and away the baked clams I've ever had, but 
you have to really get the ratios right. Yeah. You, if you're too bready, then you're just eating bread. If there's not enough bread, you're just eating clam. And really, I feel like a lot of baked clams I've had, not that they're bad, but they're just not as good as they can be. They're yeah. soggy. Yeah. I feel like half the time you get baked clams, they're soggy. They're not crisp. Or if they're burnt, then that's, you know, that's, you don't want bow burnt clams. No one wants that. A crispy, fresh baked clam, you can't beat it. My number seven, Lance, you might not see this one coming. It's stromboli. Gosh dang it, do I love a stromboli. Give me pepperoni, give me cheese, give me meatball. It could be a great appetizer if you slice and dice it up. Andrew Dice Clay, you got a little piece of stromboli to hold you over for a Super Bowl party, for a, a gathering, just a little piece. Or if you want to go nuts and you're not in the mood for a hero or pizza, order yourself a stromboli. And it's a great alternative to like a calzone. It's nice, pastry-like, cheesy. You could dip it in some marinara sauce. What do you think? Number seven, stromboli. Strom minute boli. Nice. Minute stromboli. Lee I think stromboli Oswald. <laughs> That's good. It's <laughs> a good one. You're ruthless there. You're an assassin. <laughs> yeah, coming in hot. I I think of stromboli as this is gets into a important topic in this top nine. I think of Stromboli as New York, Italian, American, and not really? necessarily Italian. I don't even know if that's true. Maybe Strombolis are a thing in, in Italy, but I really don't know. I associate Strombolis with New York tri-state area pizza places, which are Italian, of course, Italian, American, but it's, 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 it's a unique genre. Yeah. You want to know something? That's, that could be something. You want to know something? You want to know something? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. I'll tell you this something. Say something. Let, let me tell you something. You want to know something? I'll say something. When Italians came to America, uh, most, do you know most Italians from Italy or from Sicily or uh, the Kingdom of Two Sicilies, which was like Naples and South? Sure. Um, and that diet is very seafood heavy. And the availability of seafood wasn't as robust here. So a lot of dishes like spaghetti and meatballs, I believe is more Italian American than it is Italian because Italian cooks had to figure really the women who were cooking had to figure out, you know, basically how to apply the Italian techniques and cultural traditions with the ingredients at hand, which really meant tomatoes and beef and pork. That's, that's a fun fact. That makes me want to go and play some games at Dave and Robusters. It's a, a spicy meatball. Yeah. But meatballs are, they exist. They're out there. Yeah. But yeah, Stromboli, I think of just like a New York thing. They're, it's good, but it doesn't even come close to my top nine. Sorry. Wow. Wow. Okay. Huge. I go nuts for a bully. E Strom Ebola. Ebola. Ah. Ebola. Ebola, Ebola. Strom Ebola. Yeah, there it is. It's a sickness that you got. I'm twisted. My number six, it's not too far off. Maybe it's the, a cousin, Uncle Ken, of your baked clams. I'm no, I'm not signing a contract. It's shrimp oreganata. Wow. Wow. Shrimp oreganata can succeed where baked clams, I think, cannot succeed because... I think when you have too much bread on a shrimp oreganata, it's not great, but you just have like that lightly breaded, it's almost like a shrimp half of a cutlet, you know? 
it's like you get that lemony, but you got the breadcrumbs, garlic, lemon, olive oil. It's just, it's, it's all the great Italian ingredients with the shrimp that kind of holds it all together. And shrimp is great, but shrimp really lets the oregano portion work with it. And I think, yeah, you could have it as, I mean, it, I feel like you mostly have it as a family style dish where it's not the star of the show, but it's one of the stars of the show. It can be the star of the show, but it's a great, it's a great role player. It, it can definitely, yes. it can definitely play on its own. If a man goes down, I have a strong take, but I, I have, I have a shrimp dish later on and I have a theory on your shrimp oregano, but I want to hold on to that until I get to my, is it a shrimp franchise hero with cheese? I plead the fifth. <laughs> my number five, it's a specific dish, pasta dish, that is the most popular thing at this Italian restaurant, Frankie's, which is close to me, but I've had it before. And it's maybe the best singular pasta dish, I think, in New York City, probably that I've ever had. It is cavatelli with sausage and brown sage butter. And it's the specialty of Frankie's. And I had it actually. My parents came in for my birthday too. They hadn't seen my apartment. They saw the apartment. Wow, didn't even like, make the highlights. Didn't even make that's how much has happened since you since you left me. <laughs> since you've been gone, Kelly Clarkson. Wow. Yeah. Drode comes came, to Brooklyn. Doesn't even make the highlights. He they couldn't find it. He said, <laughs> you know, I saw I saw I won't give my street, but they said I saw this street, but I didn't see that street. Turns out, I don't know what they were doing. Then he parks, oh, and good. I'm like, obviously, given our what happened to our car, I'm like hyper vigilant about like park. Like I'm like, you just need to park as best as you can. Don't like leave it sticking out. He parks like halfway on the street. Oh yeah. I move the car for him so it's closer to the curb. They come in. They have a good. They, you know, they 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 like the apartment. It's great. And then we go to Frankie's and have this pasta, and it's just it's. Out of control, good. Cavatelli. Cavatelli is one of the best pastas out there. It, it'll be in my top nine pastas when we do it, but you refuse. I don't even know what cavatelli, fusilli, bucatini. Well, it's like they're oh, all they're very different. We made it. We made this noodle a little thinner. It's got a hole on the outside, but it's people think it's on the. Just give me the sauce and some bread. Cavatelli Turner. <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. Cavit Telly's Taverna. That's something. It's it just you're digging yourself into a hole with these bad takes. It's first take. It's, for, it's only the one take I got. My number four. It's simple. It's effective. It's the caprese. Solid. Light, but always satisfying. You get the mozzarella and tomato. As we get closer to my top list. Really, mozzarella and tomato are the stars of the show. If you take mozzarella and you take tomato and you manage to combine it well, there's no limit to the greatness you could achieve. And the caprese, I think, is a light execution of it. It's kind of similar to focaccia and it gets you in the mood. Like you're having caprese, you know what's what's what you're having now is great and what's coming next is also great. So it serves the dual purpose of being effective in the moment, but also kind of gearing you up for what's to come. That's strong analysis. I'll, I'll praise that pick. 
Because especially if they're, they're really they're deconstructing their best ingredients at the Italian restaurant. They're showing exactly you, this is what we're going to make of our best stuff. And you know from the get go, this is strong, fresh mozzarella and tomato. We're we're in for a good good meal. Exactly. Add some balsamic. Add some olive oil. Some sea salt. Some and you know, you know what the, you know what they say when they when they serve you go caprese. What do they say? Caprese on. <laughs> wow. Caprazerbacks, that that could be the clip <laughs> that we use for every episode moving forward. Capraze a la. Capraze bits. That's pretty good. That's strong. That's your number five? No, four. Numero quattro. My number six is eggplant rollatini. Rollatini Turner. Now it works. I love eggplant rollatini. You can have it as an appetizer. You can have it as a main dish. It's light. I like when it's a little lighter and it's got a great ratio of sauce and cheese and the fresh eggplant. I feel like it's a, it's, it's in theory, it sounds like it should be a simple dish because it's, it's got kind of a Parmesan feel to it, but a good rollatini, it doesn't fall apart when you cut into it. It's very rare, kind of like a, a scallop. I think it's, it's anyone can make it, but to have a, to have a high quality rollatini, it's hard to come by. Eggplant rollatini, number six. Yeah, I think the list of places that can cook that dish perfectly is Rolatini. It's Brayertini. <laughs> yeah. Get a Rolodex out. I don't know if I can name a couple of them. I, I think Rolatini is great. I didn't actually think of it, but now that I do think of it, I don't know if it would have made my top nine. I have full disclosure. This, again, serious for a second. I don't have any eggplant dishes on my top nine. Surprise. And I, I realized that, and it was a decision, and it's a decision I'm going to have to live with. You got to stand by it. Stand by me. This is my only eggplant. It's between that and eggplant parm. And I feel like Rolatini, if I had to, my druthers, I'll probably go Rolatini over parm. Druthersford behaves. Part of me feels guilty and ashamed that I don't have any eggplant dishes on my top nine because eggplant is amazing and it's actually my top vegetable. But it just didn't. It, I couldn't include it, and I'm sorry. Justin Bieber, I get it. You're sorry. What, what can you do? It's your top vegetable, and it's not even on your top nine. What, what other versions of eggplant do you do you like? Like a, a roasted eggplant, sliced up eggplant. There's like so many a, different eggplant preparations. But aren't isn't the best Italian style? Not necessarily. A breaded eggplant. Fresh with some marinara. No, you kind of you could you just bake and just put different spice. I mean, you put different spices on it. Spices. Uh, there's a lot of like Middle Eastern eggplant preparations that I think are really good. All right. Yeah, you know the Greek eggplant dips. A little baba ganoush, the big guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number five, my only veal dish on my top nine. It's veal marsala. Marsala Hardware, my local hardware place in the town I grew up. Veal Marsala, I think was my first introduction to veal, I believe. Had it at Carmine's. They have a tremendous veal marsala. Love the mushroom, wine sauce, a nice veal that's not too chewy, but goes well with the mushroom. Bada bing, bada boom, red little stewed in the room. I love a vat of marsala sauce. Give me veal marsala any day of the week, number five. Yeah, it's a Marsala option. I can't knock it. You revealed it, and I respect it. 
I don't have also another ashamed full choice of mine. I don't have any Marsala. Wow. Scandalous. I mean, nothing wrong with also a chicken Marsala. I probably have more chicken Marsala than I do veal Marsala. But if I, if I have an option, I'm going with veal Marsala. I feel like there's also, I feel like shrimp Marsala exists also. No way. No, no? chance. No chance. Okay. Get the shrimp parm and get the shrimp Marsala <laughs> out of my house. That's Robert, very interesting. What, what is that? Marsala or shrimp? So what's, what's, yeah, what's your strong aversion to shrimp parm and shrimp marsala? I think shrimp, let's, un, let's unpack this. Shrimp should really be only used. I don't like, I don't really like jazzing up shrimp too much. I love shrimp cocktail. It's probably my favorite version of shrimp. Shrimp parm is nauseating. There shouldn't be cheese and seafood. And shrimp but, marsala, wait, it's like, okay, why wait. Why does have chicken? Chicken, chicken's a great sauce absorbent. Shrimp has its own flavor. Let me just poke a hole there into your truth. You're a big booster of this chicken franchise with cheese hero of Droz. But you just said that shrimp and cheese should not go together. So explain yourself. I'm more of a, just a defender of Droz. I feel like you go, you, you go after Droz. And also the picture you sent me, it looked pretty good. I would try it. But and I, I'm not a, a shrimp Parmesan because sauce and cheese and I didn't really know that the shrimp franchise hero had cheese on it. If it didn't have cheese, it doesn't. He adds cheese yeah, himself. That's, that's QAB. I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, I don't even think it is shrimp. I think they just put shrimp and just add a bunch of things because they don't. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't. I don't think cheese and seafood should go together. Then my numero four. I was debating on having it on there because it's so generic, but. I, I can't replace it. Number four is pizza. It's an Italian, it's Italian staple. I don't need to tell you what I love about pizza. We love pizza. I go nuts about it. I have pizza too much. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm not going to explore this too much. I mean, it is leaf generickson, <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. It's it pizza. is what it is. Good transition to number three. Mine is Neapolitan pizza. I felt like we're doing Italian dishes so I said I could just do generic pizza. Jesse is upset. I'm horrified. I hate Neapolitan pizza. What? What do you? Why do you have to? What Neapolitan pizza is? It's so dumb. It's like it's it doesn't have any structure to it. It's like it's gooey. You pick up a piece and all the cheese just slops off. What are you doing, what man? Do you, what do you pick up a piece. You're talking Neapolitan pizza, like the one that has like the... Yeah, you cook it in like a wood oven thing. You take it out. It's fresh. It's amazing. You can... I just eat them like... I kind of like to eat them whole. I don't slice them up. How do you eat them whole? Just bite into it. Like a, you put up the whole pie? <laughs> well, it's a small... It's small. They're like, per, they're like personal. That's the whole point. It's nothing personal to me. I, I take it personally. You chose Neapolitan pizza. I... I like went through a phase where I, I've had it. It's fine. But then I, I just like, I don't need to have this. I like regular pizza. This Neapolitan pizza is so flimsy. You take out a piece or it, it's like, it's, it's too saucy. There's no crisp to it. Yeah, you bake it. What are it, you talking about? Cook it in a, an oven. Where's the, where's the structure? Where's the crunch? <laughs> Your neopolitics of this is way off. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't it's, like it. It's the... It's it's a simplistic version of pizza. Pizza, uh, I guess, 
tomato pie American, really American. That style of pizza, I think, is our pizza is like American invented by Italians, but it is obviously very good. But it's not it's not the uh, the pinnacle of the genre. The golf company. I'd rather have a calzone with strong boy than Neapolitan. If you have a good Neapolitan pizza, it's it's really really almost impossible to beat. I seem to be if you're having it like you're eating it like a full circle, that's that's fine. There's no other way to eat it. I see people like fold it on top of each other and no one's doing that. I, see, I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you're going. I don't know what you're doing. I've seen videos of people in Napoli. They say that's the way to eat it. And I'm like, why don't you eat a calzone? It's not pizza. Neapolitan pizza is not pizza. I think you just got to stay in your calzone. Time zone. I, I'm, I, I'm still jet lagged. Yeah. My number two, I don't think you're going to like this one either. <clears throat> it's Vongole. Just linguine with clam sauce, ah. with white clam sauce. It's, it's just really good. I, I, I don't know what to say. I love when it has the clamshells still. It feels like it's a party with the clamshells. I love when there's no clamshells because you don't have to do the work of getting the clamshells out of it. I've been, I made it a few months ago and I talked about it on the pod and it was one of the best things I've ever made in my life. And just the sauce is one of the best sauces and it really works with linguine and it's a perfect dish and no one really needs to mess with it. I mean, I feel like you could add different levels of red pepper and make it spicier or Less spicy. I personally like it with a lot of red pepper, but you can do whatever you want. Bangoli, that sauce is a boss. It's like Rick Ross, but it doesn't need linguine. I feel like it, it just goes back to What are to you my, talking about? If you give me just a bowl of Bangoli, a bunch of clams, and that sauce, and a hunk of nice bread, I'm a happy man. The linguine gets in the way. It's like... It's like get it's it's nothing sticks to the linguine. You need to get a, a side spoon of the sauce. I love the, the taste of Angole. A white clam sauce. What's better than that? Get get the linguine out of here. Pasta's overrated. I'm almost getting to the point. I'm going to walk off the pod. <laughs> I'm going to hit a walk off. Bottom of the ninth. My number one. I'm going to reveal it. I'm going to re- reveal Parmit. It's Viol Parmesan. There it Viol is. Parmigiana. It's my number one. <laughs> if you, it, I, I said this before, you were talking about not eggplant roll, oh, Big Ziti. I was trashing Big Ziti because you have bad versions. And we've talked about this on the pod a number of times, but a good veal parm is amongst the best foods out there. So I'm classifying this as a very well-prepared veal parm is almost unstoppable. It's, Eli Manning with the Citizen Echo Drive watch. <laughs> I don't like that comparison, but it is that is funny. What's the best reveal parm I've ever had? I feel like the Arturo's one I've had a few oh. times, and it's delivered every time in the restaurant. They're, I'm not getting it for delivery, yeah. but they deliver it from the kitchen to the table, and it's Adam Divine. Love that. Workaholics. Carbone has, has probably the best reveal parm I've ever had. It's on the bone. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, I've never, I, I don't think I've had it. Well, I had only, I had never eaten at the Carbone in the city. But one last year when we were in the Hamptons with Kate's family, we oh, ordered yeah, Carbone yeah, yeah, yeah. out. It was very good, but we didn't get enough food. 
Right. And the portions were too small. And I was like, this, I'm, I'm not about this. I was like, I, I get it. The food's very good, but for how much money it was, the portions yeah, you get you out get, of here. You got to eat there. Cause they also, I'm sure they didn't give you like big, big part of their sticks. They give you a bunch of appetizers for free that give you like all these like salumis and, and cheeses. It's, it's, it's the atmosphere. Yeah. I felt like I got a shtick razor burn. Yeah. You sure did. Bow burned by shtick or treat. That was your number one. My number three is chicken scarparella. I love scarparella. We had chicken scarparella at Dominic's on Arthur Avenue. It's got lemon. It's got garlic. It's got rosemary. My favorite chicken scarparella is also has sliced, sa- sliced sausage in it. I like getting some well-done sausage with the scarparella. Great combination. They have pepperoncinis in there. A nice spice of life. Probably my favorite scarparella is this place called Sicilian Sun in Ridgewood, New Jersey. The sauce is incredible. They give you so much sauce. You dunk bread in there. It is, I'm always satisfied afterwards. Give me a scarparella anytime. Sweet sauce. Beef sauce. I have had, I've had it like, you know, here and there over the years, but I know you're a big scarparella guy and I feel like I haven't really put it front and center until recently, as you talked about it. And I haven't really been out to eat too much because of COVID. So we had it at Arthur Avenue at Dominic's and it was great. And now I'm thinking about it more. So when I see it on a menu, I think I'm going to be more prone to get it. It's all time. It's scarf face. You you, got to really scarf it down. My number two, you had shrimp oreganata. My number two is shrimp franchise, which I think you chose shrimp oreganata as a slight to drode. You wouldn't, you didn't want to pick shrimp franchise. So you went oreganata. Shrimp franchise is far superior than oreganata. It's, it's, it's like a breaded colored in the lemon sauce with the artichokes and it's scrumptious. Oreganata, it's like, it's a reg, it's a regular. It's, it's, it's nada. It's like, it's like a baked clam with some, instead of clam, it's shrimp. I'd rather have shrimp franchise. I'm, I've never had the Drode shrimp franchise hero. I don't want any cheese. But yeah, I love a shrimp franchise with the, the sauce and the, le- the lemon. It's it can't be beat. This is a Reganata conversation. I huh. I actually don't think I've ever had shrimp franchise. I have chicken franchise. Chick- chicken is the superior franchise preparation. Whenever I get franchise, it is chicken. I don't think I've ever actually even had shrimp franchise. Wow. Wow. And therefore, why would you even think about shrimp franchise? It, you're creating controversy where it doesn't exist. Shrimp franchise is nowhere near my top nine, I think, because I've never had it. Maybe if I had it, I would change my tune. But why go with shrimp franchise when shrimp oreganata is great and chicken franchise is great? There's no need. You're being a loony tune. You're tinkering, you're tinkering with the lineup when you're it's Tinker perfect. Bell. You're Tinkerbell. I'm Peter you're, Penn. You're the Golden State Warriors. You're adding Kevin Durant. And yeah, maybe you're winning a title today, but tomorrow you're going to fall apart. I've got a lot of talent, and I'll still be good with curry and clay. Shrimp franchise is incredible. Oregano, it's like a, it's like a baked, it's like a breaded shrimp. Shrimp franchise, it's got layers too. It's got the sauce. It's got the bread. Scaring the facts. <laughs> <laughs> and then my number one, you had veal parm. I've got chicken parm. I love chicken parm. I also love veal parm, but I far and away I have chicken parm more often. I think I. I like chicken parm more than veal parm. I like the texture of chicken with the parmesan. Give me a crispy color with some sauce and cheese. 
throw it on a hero, throw it on a plate without pasta. I love it. It's great delivered, but nothing better when it's fresh. Sitting down at a restaurant, or even if you make make your own. I made it during the pandemic. Made my own chicken parm. It's it's absolutely easy to make and always pays off. Number one. Yeah, it's not no arguments there. I easily could have had chicken parm, but I decided to go veal just because it felt like it was like deserved it, deserved yeah. of the number one. It's the slot, ability, but it's the old chicken chicken, parm. chicken is more. You could do more. You could have it more often. It, it's great. Maury, I am the father of chicken parm. Speaking of the father, Phil Jackson comes in with his predictions this week. And I missed it, he, he's ready to go. Give it to me, Phil. There was a lot of good a lot of good comments on Phil Jackson's name. Because you always get his name right. And people Brazerbacks that I talk to like that. They think it's funny. That I, I call him right by the right name, Phil. Yeah. That you always call him Phil. Yeah. Happy to be back after a restless week off. I'm raring and ready. Tossing and turning without predicting. I'm raring and ready because it's time to rank my all-time favorite comfort foods. (laughs) Not yours, mine, Phil. Not raking yours. Hey, Mambo, Mambo (laughs) Italiano. Go, go, go. You mixed up Siciliano. (laughs) Hey, Mambo. Mumbo Italiano. There isn't much I need say about the exquisite tastes and textures of foods born in the old boot. The steep tradition of family intertwined with bountiful sauces, cheese, and love makes for a list that will most certainly spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joyous sort of intro. Get me a bib, throw me into a booth seat, and order me up a heaping plate of pasta. Because I'm coming in hot and gooey. No pasta. Without further ado, here's what Italian textures comfort our beloved Jess. Comfort me, Phil. Come for me and comfort me, Bill. Chicken parm. Bang! Numero uno off the bat. Attaboy, Phil. Zen master, you're back. Penny ala vodka. Ooh. I like... Penny ala vodka is my 1B to Big Z. I, I like penny ala vodka. But overrated. Baked clams, oregano. Yeah, I can go for that. I had baked clams. That's oregano. Yeah, huge. Great call. No shrimp. Calamari. Yeah, I was debating it. I don't consider strictly Italian. Like when I go out to Greek restaurants, they have calamari. Yeah. Some seafood restaurants. I love calamari, but I don't think Italian food when I think calamari. Veal Milanese. Ooh, interesting. Love a milanese. Did, didn't have it, but that's, that's a good prediction. Spaghetti and meatballs with grandma sauce. What the hell is grandma sauce? I think just like red sauce. His grandma Marinara, made gravy, great meatballs. Gravy. Gravy. Mama made unbelievable meatballs. I'm, I almost have meatballs on my, on my list. That's spaghetti. Bonus lasagna. <sighs> I was thinking lasagna as well. I, I enjoy a lasagna, but it's, it's, but it's kind of in the same boat as Rolatini to me. Brazon and Chin Chin. <laughs> <laughs> Brazon and Chin Chin, Phil. Unbelievable. You really knocked me under the chin with that one. Kate comes in with some strong LPPs. She says, sorry for my delinquency recently. No need to apologize and great use of delinquency. I haven't 
heard that. I haven't heard it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Great use of, of delinquency. Here's some LPPs, Italian dishes. Spaghetti slash linguine alle fangole. Bang. Bang. Veal parm. Boom. Pizza napolitana. This seems like That's a little like top three. It's a little inside <laughs> baseball. Top three. This is a little inside. We didn't discuss fishy. it at all. She, I mean, she sees me eat all the time and my love of Italian food. She knows your body. Carbonara. Uh, Cacio e pepe is close. Rigatoni bolognese. She is more of a bolognese than me. I like it a lot, but we have it. We have it a fair amount. I like it, but it didn't make my top nine. Again, I love a bolognese sauce. Give me a bowl of bolognese what are you, with some what are you bread. Doing? Pasta's half, more than half of it. Chicken scarparella. Love probably scarf. influenced by you there. And then lasagna. Kate makes the best lasagna, my favorite lasagna. Love that. Her lasagna is better than most other lasagnas. Garf- so if I was going by her lasagna, I would have lasagna. Loizagna is a picture for the Yankees. Esteban Loiza. Bingo. Thank you, Kate. Great LP. You're none Loiza with your takes on in and out and other things. Kendrick Nunn. I'm a point guard, and I'm just I'm moving the ball around. You're not moving anything. <laughs> I'm but moving and grooving. You had some QAB takes, so let's get into our QABs. Let's do a couple quabs. Lance, I got a strong QAB. I've, I, I've got, I banked a couple QABs over my last two weeks, but I've got a strong quab. You want me to go first? You want, to, you want me to bury you, or you want to go first? I'll go I, first. Okay, because so, my quab's going to bury you alive. All right. You sure mine won't bury you? We'll see. So I went to this wedding this week. And oh, I forgot you had a Seidel quab. I'm screwed. <laughs> I went to this wedding this weekend, and it was very it was very nice. The wedding itself was great. It was a high school friend. She's pretty literary, so we'll call her Jane Austen. Nice. And Jane Austen's wedding was in Germantown, New York, which is just north of Rhinebeck. The area is beautiful. Loved it. Never really been in that area. But I really would like really want to go back. Um, I'm going to start a real estate investing business there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So when like the week before, I knew Seidel was coming, and there's a lot of good like hikes and stuff in the area. So I didn't know exactly. Seidel would definitely be someone who like drives in the day of, and then maybe even drives back. Then, but he would you know maybe stay. But he's. I feel like we've talked about it. Is Seidel single. Yes. Okay. okay. He's probably not making a weekend of it. Sure. He's an in-and-out guy. He's in and out. He's an in-and-out guy. He's, He's an in-and-out guy. And so I said, I, I want to go out. Kate and I were like, let's go on a hike in the morning. And then, you know, we'll have the wedding in the afternoon slash night. So I kind of teased it. I was like, I think we're thinking about going on a hike, but didn't say anything for certain. Then two days later or two days before, I was like, he, he, he decided to like send some places. And then two days before I realized it probably wasn't going to work out with the timing. So I was like, I don't think we're going to make it blah, blah, blah. And he says, all right, I'm, just, I'm probably just going to go anyway. And then I get to the wedding and a bunch of different family friends, they say hi. And they say, what happened? I heard you're supposed to go on a hike with Seidel and you didn't show up. Threw me under the bus this is like this a is number of people. A move. <laughs> I haven't seen in a while, so I've got the receipts. I'm gonna 
I'm going to let you decide, and you're not the most objective person here. What a rat. I'm going <laughs> to, he rats me his, out. That, that's his opening line. Like, oh, yeah, it's great to be here. Lance really didn't, really left me hanging. That, classic. He ran into, he ran into, I guess, a bunch of different people in the hotel lobby or something. Oh, my God. Told a few people, a few people who I haven't seen in like a while and whatever. It doesn't yeah, really matter. No, this, this is really their matter. first reintroduction to Lance. Yeah. Right? Lance is now a guy who flakes on hikes. I hate So <laughs> I say, you coming to Jane Austen's wedding day of? So this is actually, I send this Sunday, May 30th. So the wedding is last Saturday, June 5th, I think. So Sunday, May 30th, I send this. You come into Jane Austen's wedding day of, we're getting to an Airbnb late Friday night and would do something Saturday during the day if you'll be there. He says, I was going to drive up Saturday. I could come up earlier. I say, nah, do whatever you want. But if you do come, just remain. Prob going to go on a hike. He says, like, what time were you thinking? I am off Friday, so I could come over the day before. I say, haven't really thought about it, to be honest, 10 or 11, not getting there until like midnight Friday. Then he, so this is Sunday. He responds on Wednesday, overlook mountain trailhead. Just that. I don't respond. Which, <laughs> then he says, Thursday, Thursday morning, 9.59 a.m., I don't know if you looked into hiking places. This one is 20 minutes from the hotel. He's referring to Overlook. This is 20 minutes from the hotel would be like two hours in Overlook's the Hudson Valley. There's another one an hour away. That would be like seven miles. I respond an hour later. So this is Thursday. The wedding is Saturday. Mm -hmm. I think I might have been overzealous. I apologize. I throw Kate slightly under the bus here, but it's Kate has had a rough week at work and I'm guessing she might just want to sleep. Would like to hike, but not a hundred but would like to hike, but not a hundred percent sure if we could swing it might just go into Rhinebeck or something. We'll probably have a better idea tomorrow. Then he says a few hours later, I will probably go regardless because I bought hiking shoes. So I have to use them. Oh. Classic Seidel. Oh, who cares Seidel? I like that. I like no that. No one cares you might, about your boots. I, I like that. And it's like, I'm going. He's so, trying to, he's trying to guilt you. I bought boots. You guys better come I would, hiking. I, I like that. I'm not going to fall for the guilt, but I do like, I like that. I don't, we don't even know about your boots, Seidel. Then boot up your ass. <laughs> then Friday is a kind of stressful day. There's a lot going on. We're getting ready. So he sends this at Thursday at 3.08 PM. I don't respond. Uh, then Friday, 9.37 PM. He just says, where are you guys staying? I say, I respond Saturday, 12.07 AM. So at midnight, Friday night, Airbnb, like Airbnb, like three minute drive away from the venue, which huge. Great location. Um, Airbnb, three-minute drive away from the venue. We just got here. I don't think a hike is in the cards for us tomorrow, unfortunately. He says, not a problem. I say, prob gonna, probably just going to get lunch in Rhinebeck. Definitely let me know if interested. But if you're hiking, we'll see you at the wedding. Then he says, you will probably run to my parents. I say, they're coming to the wedding. Huge. And in fact, I did run into his dad on the street in Rhinebeck. Classic. So Seidel then still proceeds to throw you under the bus saying that you ditched him for this. He was, he must've felt like he, Oh, I bought these boots and he had to get back at you. He was holding on to a grudge. Seidel get over like that. You got nothing else going on in your life that the only way to catch up with people at a wedding is like, Oh, how are you? I'm okay. Lance really screwed the pooch. It's like Lance hasn't seen these people in forever. Seidel grow a personality, get your own story. No, you don't have to throw, Kate had a long week, they, and, and you, were, you were up front about it. It's not in the cards, Seidel. Get over it. No one cares about your boots. That's, <laughs> that's QAB. That's, a def, that's more than QAB. 
That, that's problematic. <laughs> Seidel, that's... Oh, I, I, think, I, think he, I think he was ribbing me. So I decided to rib him back. He's got a, I'm not going to tell you it, but he's got an Instagram on and off. And he just posts like pictures of like, like traveling basically. And he posted a picture. He posted um, pictures of this hike and I responded to it and I liked it and I responded to it. And I said, wow, what a hike. Wish I could have been there. (laughs) (laughs) I need this Instagram. I got to get this. Get on that. I want to troll every single picture he ever posts. <laughs> Go back in his Rolodex. Wish I could have been there too, Saddell. It did look like a good hike. One thing though, it was like 90 degrees. So I am glad we didn't go, yeah. but we just got there so late. We needed to, we needed to sleep and it, it wasn't in the cars. It wasn't in the cars, but then but, you, start, you see these random people you haven't seen in forever. And their first thing is like, why'd you ditch Seidel? You got to start <laughs> yeah. giving like, what do you mean? I've told him ahead of time. I, I, I just said he's throwing he's throwing me under the bus. That's crazy. I said we established that I wasn't coming. <laughs> a lot of established. It's a nice it's a nice like it is like an entry into you know it's like back into old times. It's fair. I appreciated it. If you didn't react as harshly, I would have been more harsh on him. But you were plenty harsh. Harsh. So are you, you going to bury me? No, mine, mine's not even close to that. <laughs> I I wish I went first. Mine's pretty quick, but it's it's still pretty good. Mine was on my flight back from the West Coast. The plane was, I had an aisle seat. The plane was the classic two, three, two uh, seating setup. I was on a, on the left side on a, a two seater. I, I see my aisle or window aisle. I'm on the aisle. Did you say that? And I wasn't paying attention. I think so. Sorry. There's, there's a guy sitting already in the, the window next to me before I get there. I sit down. He's very, I can tell he, he's like already very, talkative he wants to engage and i i am not being rude to him but i kind of give him like quick answers and it's like oh how you doing what are you doing out here before we even take off lance this guy yells back in in spanish to his wife or girlfriend and i couldn't really understand exactly what he was saying but i heard him say tuna he's like tuna i don't know if that was that might have sounded a little but but he wants his wife to send up his tuna sandwich from the back. So people are passing forward. Like, I love this. You, you pass it forward. This guy wants a tuna sandwich. My nightmare. First of all, the tuna fish hero that he got at Jersey Mike's. He mm. gets it. Him getting anything passed up from, from back of the plane is QAB. The fact that it's tuna fish. Then this is a nice guy. He's, he's friendly unwraps it he, he elbows me you want you want a half of this tuna sandwich and i was like no thank you i appreciate it he, he just crushes this I'm, i was never more thankful that he wore a mask it was so pungent and he was like he was talking to me and eating it like he, like but the classic like having the sandwich in his hand looking at me like oh, oh you came out for a wedding oh like i'm smelling his mouth and the sandwich and then just the fact that he offered me the food, I had myself uh, about an hour later a blueberry muffin, and I was like, I can't whip this out and not offer him. So I, I took out the muffin and I was like, Do you want a piece of my muffin? And he, he thankfully said no. But just it should be illegal for at an airport to sell tuna fish. 
It should be illegal for you to be able to get food passed around an airplane. And him, I guess it was nice that he offered me, but it's not as good as your QAB. But that, tuna fish on the plane being offered to me, it was, it was horrific. I love the exposure therapy. Maybe you're going to get over your fear now. Do you think, you know how sometimes if you're on vacation or something or you're like, like someone will like order a bottle of wine to like your hotel room or your table and say it's like a gift. Mm -hmm. Did they tell you that it was for me? Honestly, it felt like a setup. When I heard him say like pass a tuna, I was like, this cannot be real. (laughs) This guy's first of all, like he's like yelling to the back of the plane. He's he's yelling for my nightmare. He's like, get the worst possible thing that that this guy will ever have. It felt like a setup. I think you should have had some. Imagine I said yes. Imagine I was like, yeah, I'll have, a, I'll have a bite of that. Yeah, and I think you would have had it, and you would have realized, you know what? This is actually pretty okay. I would have thrown up. I would have thrown up. I would have yacked. Has that, is that something people do? do you, are you supposed to offer your food to a stranger next to you on a plane? If you're a nice guy. Sounds like you're chatting. Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. That This was not a peaceful flight. Oh, and also... Just to throw it, this guy was a, he started after he had his tuna sandwich, he started popping a bunch of pills and his, his TV screen like stopped working halfway through the flight. He starts punching the screen, like literally like fist punching the screen, which obviously is punching the seat in front of him. The guy like turns around like, what are you doing? And he's like, my, my screen's not working. So he like, he, he tries to get the flight attention. He starts slapping the top of the, uh, where the luggage is. He was a hot, a hothead. All right. I mean, I would react similarly if my Mac TV show stopped working. <laughs> I'm going on a flight in a few days. I'm gonna. I'm excited to look at the map. That's insane. I did. I I did would go back to the map to kind of get a little placement of where we are. But staring at the map, that's a crazy move. Sounds like you like the map more than you're letting on. I enjoy the map for for its utility, but I don't like it as like an entertainment purpose. That you 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 like it. Well, I think we mapped out this episode. Let's bring in that closer. <laughs> Let's bring in the closer. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Bitch. 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 Sweet sauce, solid epi, solid return to the pod kitchen. Gather the plug. Good pod return. No, nothing to plug. I'm doing comedy at different places. Uh, a lot at the comedy shop slash lantern, but some other. I did a I did a, a park show last oh, week nice. in Fort Green. You know that Fort Green park yeah. show on, on the steps. Yeah, it, I was I was thankful for the spot. I've been but trying I'm to get on that show for a long time. That's, that was a hot show during the It was a hot show. It, it was a good turnout. I mean, it was a Tuesday too, which for a turnout, you know, but I like indoors. Yeah, you can't beat indoors. I, yeah. I went to just go to that show last year to show some face. And it was, it was a hot show. Yeah, hotter because I was on it this week or last Man. week. But Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I'm doing comedy. Check out my bits in live form. Check out our bits. Subscribe to the Patreon. We got two off menus every month, plus a Sabrina Sabonis 
uh, Arvidas Sabonis for a couple of shekels, support the pod kitchen. And see and, me uh, crying in the beginning of this episode. Yeah, that's high quality crying. Lance getting emotional. That's, that's it for me. That's it for me too. I'm going to cry until uh, of tears of sadness until we get to do Braze Bits again. Wow. You're going to be dehydrated with all those tears. That's true. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And peace.